America. Welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. How's everybody doing out there today? Are you doing all right? I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how it's going for me. I, I'm feeling a little uh, feeling a little off, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's because of yesterday's show, or if it's just yeah. I don't. Know. I think I've got something happening in my throat. You know, something going on in the back of my nose. I don't know. But you know what I do. You know uh, my health regimen includes uh, Cofix RX. Yes, sir. And I have been going after it today. Just, I don't know. Maybe I'm going, maybe I'm overloading it. Which, you know, there's nothing wrong with overloading it if you need it. Uh, again, don't take my medical advice. Uh, this is just me personally. It's my anecdotal advice. So I am going after the Cofix RX throat and nasal spray today. You know, I'm also on the vitamin D, vitamin C, the zinc. I mean, I'm going after the, the good stuff because I can't afford to go under here. I've got too much going on. There's just too much happening and I need to stay healthy. I, and you know what else I, I've been taking? Uh, this, I don't know, maybe a month, maybe six weeks ago, I started taking the uh, spike support from the wellness company. And I did that because uh, I, I don't want any leftover, uh, you know, spike protein in my system. I just, I don't want it. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that, that I had COVID. Uh, I mean, not this year. It was, it was last year. What was, you know, I, 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 you know, I had the, the whole heartbeat thing. You know, my heart was speeding up to, to speeds ungodly. I'm sitting on the couch and my heart is going a mile a minute. And and Cindy said, Are you okay? And I said, I don't think so. I need to go to the to, to the emergency room or something. So she took me in and I walk in and I'm just I'm kind of calm. You know, if you know me, I'm just that's just I'm pretty much just what you see is what you get. Um, you know, I don't think I'm up and down. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of straightforward. And I walk in you know, to the doctor or to the ER. And they, and they said, you know, how can we help you? And I said, I don't know. My, you know, my, my heart's going really fast. <laughs> and they're like, well, okay, come over here and, you know, put your finger in this thing. And I put my finger in it and I guess they're taking my pulse. And they're like, holy cow, uh, you're like at 250, you know, BPMs or something. I mean, it was this outrageous number. And I, I promise you, People just descended down upon me from everywhere. They came out of the woodworks. And before I knew it, I was in a wheelchair. I had 10 people, you know, walking me back to this room. Um, you know, they're, you know, ripping off my shirt, putting stuff on me. Uh, you know, we get to this point where they can't, you know, bring my heart rate down. And she's like, well, we're going to have to inject you with, with something that's going to stop your heart. And, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, let's let's do it. And <laughs> she just kind of looked at me like, I don't know, like she expected me to to resist or something. And she said, but it's going to be okay. We're all right here. Everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Let, let's go after it. So they inject me with this thing and nothing happens. I mean, my heart rate is still, you know, they're standing around, they're standing around, they're watching and I'm not coming down. And she said, uh, all right, we got to do it again. And so they do it again. And then I guess it, it stopped my heart. And then they, you know, I guess it it kicked back in on its own. I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. 
I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. All I know is that they told me that day I had pneumonia. That's what they told me. And, you know, I, you know, I told Cindy when I got out, uh, you know, she's not a fan of the yard. So she just kind of, you know, stayed out and waited for me. I'm like, don't worry. I got this. This is going to be fine. And she said, um, they told you you had pneumonia. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I don't know that pneumonia has ever done that to somebody, you know? So in my, in my heart of hearts, pardon the pun, I don't know that I had pneumonia and I just, I don't, if, if I, if I did have, you know, COVID, uh, something that's going to cause my heart rate to go through the roof like that. Uh, I, I want to take the spike support formula. I don't want any leftover spike, you know, running around in my system. So I have been, uh, you know, it's it's part of, uh, you know, McCullough's advice. And uh, so I've been doing it and I, mean, I feel really good. I do. I feel, uh, I feel fantastic. Now, I don't feel great at the moment because there's something going on in my head. Uh, you know, but the, um, you know, the Cofix RX is here to save the day. And I, I kind of thought maybe, I don't know, maybe it was from yesterday. Maybe I was, I was feeling a little, a little hangover from yesterday's show. And I don't know if you haven't listened yet, you know, you can find it in the podcast, you know, but towards the, uh, it, I don't know, the middle end at some point. We started looking at this uh, report from Luke Rosiak, who we like a lot, by the way. Rosiak gets it done. And he's he's talking about this State Department seminar that they you know conducted you know with a thirty thousand dollar grant from our embassy in in Berlin, inviting these th- these you know German instructors to come in. And, and give some training to our public school teachers, about 700 teachers in this training uh, over a period of a year, you know, these online sessions. And they're training the teachers on how to teach the kids to uh, spot uh, or, or to develop media literacy, you know, which is to say, kids, you need to be able to figure out, you know, what is uh, misinformation and what's disinformation. You know, basically, the bottom line is anything that comes out from a conservative news news source, it's misinformation, it's disinformation, it's lies, it's not truth. Anything that comes out of a liberal news source, you know, go for it. That is the truth. And do not use the term fake news because that's what Trump says. But, you know, so this is the whole premise. But I think what really got me and what bothers me the most out of this report is, you know, one of the people involved in leading this session you know, for the State Department, uh, Hobbs is her last name, uh, Renee, Renee Hobbs, I think. She, according to the report, she led this group of teachers of, of English, you know, public school teachers that teach English. And she's conducting this, this group seminar with, with these specific English teachers. And her instruction to them is, you know, let's Let's not really worry about and focus on teaching the kids how to write. That's not our objective. We need to teach them how to be disruptive. We need to teach them how, you know, specifically it was mentioned, you know, um, economic, you know, protest or or disruption. I don't remember the exact verbiage. I don't have the report in front of me, but I'm just bothered by it. I'm just, you know, going off my my memory. Um, And uh, what bothers me the most 
is that we have this this person who is influential to English teachers in our public schools. And this person is instructing our English teachers to not necessarily focus on teaching our kids how to write. You know, instead, we have to really teach them how to be activists because that's the name of the game, activism. And we have this uh, juxtaposition of these of these two types of 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 learning, these two models of education. You know, one right now is driven in the public schools, in a lot of places. On you know, let's not focus on actual uh, classical academics. I mean, let's focus on social stuff. You know, let's um, you know the kids need to be engaged in in and social activities. You know, they need, they need to be engaged in society as a whole, current events. Let's let's see what's happening. Now there's nothing wrong with focusing on current events. But there has to be this foundational support for them to think through current events. There's got to be a foundational truth for them to think through current events. I mean, there's got to be this layer of truth that supports education because if there's not a layer of truth if there's not a foundation of truth then uh, you know the kids go into they, they go into thinking about these current events just just wherever which way the the wind blows them you know whatever the media tells them and that's the way they're going to go and that was the whole premise behind this state department sponsored seminar for over 700 school teachers that they would instruct the kids on, on how to really pay attention to the media, children. That's where you're going to find your truth. The, the the foundational establishment of truth is in whatever the media says. You know, that's what we're um that's what we're that's what they're going after here, according to, to this report. And, and and the fact that this person in charge you know doubled down with with the teachers under her influence you know telling them let's not focus on writing instead let's focus on on these current issues and getting the the kids to to become activists change agents is what the report said and so the individual who was over hobbs who um, you know hobbs is the one that makes this statement to the teachers the individual over hobbs then in some emails that were acquired um she says, you know, we probably should tone that down a little bit. I mean, don't tell the teachers not to focus on 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 writing, but instead focus on activism, because then it's going to be made known that we have an agenda. I mean, that's uh, it, it's out there in the in, in in the emails. It's straightforward, and this is what this is what they don't want us to to learn. They don't want us to understand and learn that there is an agenda, that they have an agenda. Oh, Dean, you sound like a conspiracy theorist. I know. I know I do, but it's no longer conspiracy theory, my friends. It's now conspiracy reality. That's what we're faced with. We're faced with conspiracy reality. And and when we have it in their own writing and, and they're telling us, you know, we can't say this stuff because then it's going to be made known that we have an agenda, then we have to pay attention to that. We, we, we have to be aware. We have to be, um, we have to be on the alert. So 
uh, Chesterton, who's just one of my favorites. He's just absolutely one of my favorites. Uh, this is what he said a hundred years ago. He's he's saying this. He said the one thing that is never taught by any chance in the atmosphere of public schools is that there is a whole truth of things, and that in knowing it and speaking it, we are happy. Yet the, this kind of stuff is not. Uh. Uh-uh, that there there's no foundational truth, and if we are to pursue that truth and know it. And if we are to to learn it and and speak it, then we would become happy. That is not an option. In in most, I, I say most, if not all public schools. I don't know that I can say all, but I'm going to say uh, the majority of them. Yeah, you know, again, I, I don't I don't have statistics to back myself up on that statement. It just it, it's my opinion, and it feels like it's the majority of them. You know, you hear story after story after story. Um, matter of fact, there's this, this story came out a couple, maybe a week or so ago at this, um, in New York city, uh, this Jewish school went to, um, went to go play, uh, a public school, a basketball game, girls basketball game, the LaFell school is a private Jewish school. And they traveled to Yonkers to play Roosevelt high school in Yonkers. Uh, the girls' uh, varsity basketball team. Uh, when they took the court, uh, the article says, the players from the LaFell School said that they encountered more hateful comments and slurs than they ever had before. And these are Jewish kids, high school girls on a basketball team. Uh, there's, you know, one of their players who's a senior, Robin Bosworth, she said throughout the first half of our game against Roosevelt High School in Yonkers, there was a somewhat hostile environment with substantially more jabs and comments thrown at the players on our team than what I have experienced in the past. She said, despite this, our team chose to let their aggressiveness fuel us going into the second half of the game as we continued to play passionately. Uh, Bosworth said that the situation got much worse after halftime, however. She noted that by the third quarter, some of her teammates had been injured because of how rough uh, Roosevelt High School players were were, were playing. Uh, Bosworth said members of our team started to get injured from the other team's physical style of play. At the end of the quarter, players on the opposing team started shouting, Free Palestine! and other anti-Semitic slurs and curses at us. Uh, This is a basketball game. She said attacking a team because of the school's religion association is never acceptable, but especially due to the current war in Israel and the world's rise in anti-Semitism. This felt extremely personal to me and many members of my team. I have played a sport every athletic season throughout my high school career. And you know, reminder, she's a senior. And you know, she says I have played every uh, uh, I've played a sport every athletic season throughout my high school career and I have never experienced this kind of hatred directed at one of my teams before. You know, so after the third quarter, you know, the players consult with their coach uh, and it was at that point that they determined as a team that the best course of action was just to leave the game. 
that just stopped the game. We're not going to be a part of this anymore, which they did. Uh, you know, but only after security guards uh, were uh, ensured that they could exit the venue safely. So, I mean, we're to the point here where these kids are are scared for their life. They are nervous about their 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 very existence. And they're, they're telling their coach and they're having this conversation in the huddle and the coach is like, let's just shut her down. Uh, you, you know, so there's there is there is some type of education happening that um is not an education that is dealt in truth and we've we we saw a window into this yesterday uh, where english teachers are being taught yeah don't really focus on writing let's focus on activism let's get our kids riled up let's get them going let's see if we can stoke the flame a little bit and we're seeing examples of this uh, I, you know, there's another example here in my stack uh, out of Maryland. Uh, I'm up against it. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll, uh, I'll 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 pick this example up in the next segment. But it's the you know Pontius Pilate. He says to Jesus, "What is truth?" And he asks this question almost rhetorically. It just feels rhetorically. Yeah, who can know what truth is? I mean, really, uh, can we really know what truth is? And and that's kind of been. Uh, the foundational mantra of the public school for decades. You know, Chesterton said 100 years ago that there is a whole truth of things. And if we know it and if we speak it, it will make us happy. And that's what we should be pursuing, is is knowing what that truth is. All right, uh, we'll pick this truth up on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. We are happy to have you on board, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a, uh, a part of this programming. Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. 
we are absolutely happy to have you on board. Uh, we are, you know, I, I'm just not feeling the best today. And I don't know if I'm coming down with something or if it's just yesterday's show uh, that I'm just distraught about leaders in in public education, English uh, you know, leaders of, of of English teachers. You know, having these English teacher group seminars and telling the English teachers of America, let's not focus on writing. Let's not teach the kids how to write. And instead, let's teach them to be activists. And so here we've got uh, the LaFell School, a Jewish school. New York City, they, they travel to Yonkers to play Roosevelt High School. And they end up needing to leave the game. They, they couldn't even finish the game. They left at the third quarter. Just because of the way they were being treated. The one of the uh, one of the girls from the Jewish team uh, said that somebody on the Yonkers team uh, yelled over to them, "I support Hamas, you effing Jew." And then it was at that point the girls were like, um, "Coach." Coach, we, we think this game needs to be over. Uh, you know, so here we have we have real life examples of what our educators are are teaching our students. Real life examples. Uh, I've you know what I've got another example here. I've got another article here. This is a couple of days ago. Oh, this is Luke Rosiak again. Luke Rosiak. Uh, he kills it. This article is entitled Maryland Maryland Principal Praised Student Protester After Teacher Reported That They Called to Quote Bring Hitler Back. All right, so uh, there's a, a Maryland high school. What's the name? What's the name of the high school here? Uh, Paint Branch. Paint Branch High School. Oh, and look where it is, kids. It's in Montgomery County. Of course it's in Montgomery County. Montgomery is uh, Montgomery County is the liberal mecca for public schools. I mean, if you want to be in a liberal public school, move to Montgomery County. Uh, so this principal there uh, is in support of this, uh, this Palestinian walkout. All right, the students are going to walk out. And um, Pamela Crozel, she's the principal, and she says, "Yeah, let's let's have this this walkout. This sounds like a great idea. I mean, it's going to be peaceful. It's going to be great. Uh, you know, no worries. Uh, this this walkout was sponsored by the Muslim Student Association. All right, so the teacher." who heads up, you know, she's kind of the, the faculty sponsor of the Muslim Student Association. Her name is Brooke Michelle. And uh, there's a timeline here of events uh, that, that uh, Luke Rosiak uh, includes here. This is just, uh, this is well reported. Um, 
All right, so let's let's dive into it. There was a student-led walkout that took place in front of the school during the fourth period. Pate Branch students demonstrated to voice their concerns about the conflict in the Middle East in support of the Palestinian people. Participation in this demonstration was optional and was approved by, I love it here in parentheses, Rosie X says not mandatory. Uh, Luke, did you, uh, you know, put that in parentheses after optional just to, uh, you know, just in case there were some high school students from uh, Montgomery County reading your piece just to make sure they could read it? Why don't All right. Uh, so the demonstration is optional, not mandatory, and was approved by school leadership earlier in the morning. Absences due to the particip participation in the walkout were excused. Paint Branch staff were present to ensure this was a positive, peaceful, and respectful event. Uh, Paint Branch High School supports student-led advocacy. This is what uh, the principal, Crozell, wrote. Uh, minutes later, at 1.11, the faculty sponsor of the Muslim Student Association, Brooke Michelle, informed the principal that in reality, the event had included anti-Semitism and calls to violence. So this looks like it's all done via email. Uh, so yes, this is all done through email that's been obtained. So this is all in writing, okay? Uh, it looks like, uh, looks like at 12.52, that's when uh, Krizel announced the email. Uh, minutes later at 1.11, that's when uh, Brooke Michelle responds, and she informs the principal that in reality, the event had included anti-Semitism and calls to violence. Quote, I'm proud to have supported these students in their exercise of free speech and gathering the community in support of a cause. However, I did hear one comment from a student saying, quote, we should bring Hitler back. And another student said, kill the Jews. End of quote. I would like an additional email stating that such comments are not tolerated. This is what Michelle is asking the principal. I would like an additional email saying such comments are not tolerated. As educators, we must, must is all in caps. We must undo years of teaching of hate against those who were once persecuted for who they were and what they believed. This, of course, includes the Jews. So Michelle gets it. This uh, the faculty sponsor of the um, Muslim Student Association. It sounds like she gets it. It sounds like she understands, you know, what's going on. Like she was not at the uh, State Department training session that we discussed yesterday. The principal shrugged off the entreaty. Uh, she she replies at one twenty four p.m. Quote: I really don't think that it would be appropriate to send out another email to address the behavior of two students. We can certainly address the comments made by those two students. At 12.15 p.m., this timeline's genius. After knowing of all, or after, after knowing of the alleged calls to genocide, Crozell wrote an email to all staff praising the organizers as, quote, fantastic, even while acknowledging that the offer of unexcused absences had made it seem like a large number of students supported the cause because many simply wanted to skip class. 
Oh, yeah, these are high school kids. You better believe that's what they were doing. What? We get a free pass not to go to class? Yeah, let's go protest. Quote. Uh, this is still the principal's uh, email at twelve at 2.15. It was a very eventful week here at PB. That ended with a peaceful student walkout. We estimate that around 500 students participated in this walkout, some who were committed to the cause and others who had their own reasons for missing class, she wrote, as in they just didn't feel like going to class. Uh, Grizel received two emails from the district headquarters that day on the question of whether she was required to give excused absences to students. The first said it was best practices for the principal to tell students what consequences there would be for participating in the protest, specifically including an unexcused absence. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so Principal Krizel is not following best practices. The second email said the school system's rulebook says that, quote, any walkout or departure from campus during the instructional day will be treated as an unexcused absence, given the disruptive impact on school operations. Oh, okay. So two emails from district headquarters uh, have have both said that Krizel did not, um, she didn't follow protocol here. The principal's post-walkout email to staff, however, said, quote, the students who planned the protest did a fantastic job advocating for their cause while also advocating for respect for all people. By then, Michelle, the Muslim Student Association sponsor, had evidently met with the principal to discuss how anti-Semitic the protest had actually been. And she she seemed shocked that after the discussion, Krizel sent the positive message. Quote, forgive me, Miss Krizel, but I don't see a comment about what we spoke about in your office. Michelle immediately replied. Hmm, Michelle wants some answers. Uh, Carzell doubled down, sending the message praising the protesters for a fantastic job to all the parents at 3.50 p.m. So she's like, yeah, you don't tell me what to do. You're just an advisor to this club. This email that I sent to the staff praising the, the, the operations, and I'm going to send it to the parents. There is little evidence that a vigorous investigation was initiated into the alleged comments, and no students were disciplined. Assistant Principal Tim Bangard wrote to Michelle at 2.20 p.m., quote, thank you very much for sharing your concerns regarding redacted. I have spoke, sick, with this student regarding these comments and have collected his written statement. If I am in need of anything else regarding um, the student and this topic, I will be in touch. So it sounds like, you know, the vice principal, which is, you know, the job of the vice principal is to go investigate the situation. He thanks Michelle for her input. He says, you know what? I've spoken with the student, except he spoke. I spoke with the student, he said. Uh, and I got the students' comments, so we're good to go. Christopher Cram, a spokesman for the district, did not provide uh, the Daily Wire. This is who uh, Rosie Eck is with, by the way. 
did not provide the Daily Wire with any evidence that the vice principal had requested more information from Michelle and would not say whether any steps were taken to identify the student who allegedly said he wanted to kill all Jews. Hmm. This plot thickens. An investigation was conducted, was found that no student made that statement or anything like it. This is a direct quote. We did an investigation, and it was found that no student made that statement or anything like it. The one student Miss Michelle could identify denied making that statement, and there were no corroborating witnesses. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it, you know, so you've got uh, an advisor who says she heard what she heard. And, um, uh, you know, does she have any motive to lie here? I mean, she's the she's the advisor of this group of the Muslim Student Association. And she says she hears two of the students make extremely anti-Semitic remarks. And when she calls the student out, the investigation goes to the students like, no, I didn't say that. And they're like, OK, well, I guess I guess the implication here is uh Miss Michelle is lying. He did not respond to a follow-up question about whether it is uh, district policy or school policy, I'm sorry, to take the word of a student over that of a teacher, particularly one who, as faculty sponsor of the MSA, seemingly had little motive to lie. Boom, boom, boom. And there it is. Posing a challenge to the student's credibility, the emails indicate that the student president of the MSA made a misrepresentation to the group's own faculty sponsor, telling Michelle the night before that the club was not sponsoring the walkout before others later revealed that the officers of the MSA here did organize it. So we've got some uh, we've got some conflicting reports coming out of, of, of this deal of even who's organizing it. Hmm. But you know what? Students don't lie. I mean, clearly the adults are the liars here. I mean, it's, you know, the students, they're innocent. I mean, of course they're innocent. Look, they just want to, you know, they just want to, you know, free Palestine. I mean, that's all. That's all they're after. I mean, can we just give them a break? I mean, we just got done teaching them how important it is to, uh, you know, not worry about reading and let's, you know, let's focus more on uh, on rioting. I don't know that that's happening here in, um, you know, Montgomery County, but uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Now, I'm telling you that right now. I would not doubt it. I don't have any facts, but mm, I have got a strong gut feeling. Uh, the school's hate bias incident reporting procedure requires the following. And I promise you it probably wasn't followed. Ah, here, this is what it requires. Whenever a student or staff member makes a verbal or written report of a hate incident to an administrator, administrators must make a verbal report to police and conduct a behavioral threat assessment. And the principal must contact the Office of School Support and Well-Being. And that office must create an incident report and synergy and notify student welfare compliance. Public records request showed no such email from Causel, the principal, to the Office of School Support and Well-Being. 
uh, and they would not say uh, if an incident report even existed. So uh, here we have this principal not following district policy. She received two emails. You know, both clearly said district policy is there's no there's no unexcused absences here. This principal unexcused the absence. Then the principal uh, did not even follow the hate bias incident reporting procedure requirements. Uh, you, you know, none of that was done. She gets the report from Michelle, and uh, you know the principal sends the the vice principal goon squad in. The goon squad asks the student. The student's like, "Nah, nah, I didn't do it." And the vice principal, oh, "Okay, I mean we're good. I mean let's fist bump. You say you didn't do it. It's all good. Hey, are we still buds? Am I still your bud? Am I still your favorite vice principal?" Uh, this is th- this. Uh, um, Asked why Causell praised the protest after being informed of the remark, Cram said it was because it seemingly didn't occur. The remark didn't occur, even though she praised the event after being informed of the remark. And also before there was time for any investigation. I just, I mean, do you see what we're we're dealing with here? Of course, this is Montgomery County, uh, um, Maryland. And that's what uh, that's what we got. If you live in Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, you know what? Find a different school for your kids. All right, we'll pick this up on the other side. You're listening to the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Changing the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Out loud. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. We're listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, and uh, we're, we're watching the effects here in real time. We're, we're watching the effects of the, the, the State Department and their instruction to our teachers 
on how to uh, instruct students in terms of what these students, you know, what they should do, what they should learn. Uh, you know, I said the other day, I, I've got this, mm, I've got this other article here in my stack. Uh, you guys, I'm just, uh, I'm telling you. I said the other day, you know, when we were talking about our love for the Constitution, and that, you know, we don't hate what's in front of us. Uh, we, we rather we love what what what's behind us. It, you know, it's the the Chesterton quote where he says a true soldier doesn't hate what's in front of him, but he loves what you know what he left behind. And that's where we are. We we don't, you know, we don't hate these people. We don't hate the people that Joe Biden is nominating to the bench. We just we want people who love the Constitution. And quite frankly, I, I'm I'm to the point now where I don't. Of course, I shouldn't say I'm to the point now. I was at this point a long time ago. I, I don't trust the um, you know the people that Biden is appointing. I don't trust. I don't trust the the credibility here is gone. It's shot. Uh, liberals have no credibility. Zero, zilch, nada. Uh, this article is from Newsmax. And there's no author here to give credit to it, so I'm just going to give credit to Newsmax. It's entitled Anti-Semitism Watchdog Pans Biden Judicial Nominee. Oh, here we go again. We've got another judicial nominee, kids. Uh, an anti-Semitism uh, watchdog has raised red flags about President Joe Biden's nomination of Judge Adil Manjai for the U.S. Court of Appeals for the for the third circuit because in their words uh this judge has affiliation to a pro-palestinian advocacy group and its controversial 9-11 event the uh the watchdog group is called stop anti-semitism and the executive director is uh laura rez she told the new york post that uh, this judge manjai should be removed from consideration immediately over his association with the Center for Security, Race, and Rights at Rutgers University. Hmm. Okay. All right. Manjai's confirmation, uh, it, or I'm sorry, if he's confirmed and appointed, Manjai would be the first Muslim in U.S. history to serve in the federal appellate courts. Uh, and so this is what, what else Rez said to the Post. We are not confident he can impartially execute his judicial duties. He should be removed from consideration immediately. His association with the Center for Security, Race, and Rights raises serious concerns, as, as does his connection with uh, their executive director, Sahar Aziz, and their horrifying commemoration of 9-11 featuring convicted terrorist supporter Sami Al-Aryan. Uh, Manji said in confirmation hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee last month that he didn't know anything about this controversial 9-11 event or the panelist Al-Aryan. Al-Aryan is a former professor who pleaded guilty in 06 for aiding the terrorist group Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Al Aryan was sentenced to 57 months in prison. Manji said he didn't know that Hatem Bazian, 
a professor and founder of Students for Justice in Palestine, who has called for uh, uh, genocide of the Jewish people in the U.S., was also a member of the 9-11 panel. I, I wasn't aware of that. I mean, I, I, I don't even know what's going on here. They uh, sponsored this event entitled, Whose Narrative? 20 Years Since 9-11. Hmm, whose narrative? How about, how, how about we deliver the narrative? How about, how about we get a chance to tell our side of the story? Hmm? How about that? Uh, he said, I don't know anything about this event or who these people are. I never heard of any of them. If someone on there is a terrorist, I condemn them. This, <laughs> this is what he told the Senate Judiciary Committee. If somebody on that panel is a terrorist, then I condemn them. Sorry. Mm -mm. Nope. I mean, uh, at this point, what Biden appointed you, I, I don't, I don't trust you. Biden has zero credibility. All right. After he, you know, appointed this judge, you know, you know, back in the summer, uh, who couldn't tell Senator Kennedy what Article Five does, or you know, Article Two wasn't coming to to her mind. But, but mind you, Biden hailed her as uh, you know someone who understood the the the, the rule of law, and uh, she understood the Constitution. She she loves the rule of law. She loves the Constitution. She'll defend the rule of law and the Constitution. In the meantime, she she doesn't even know what it does. All right, this is the this I don't you know he has no credibility. Whoever he uh, appoints or you know suggests or or <laughs> recommends, uh -uh. no, I'm gonna buy it. Uh, Manjai resigned from. CSRR in in July. So CSRR is the Center for Security, Race, and Rights. Okay, he was a part of the group, and um, he resigned in July. So as a part of the group, all right, you've got to know that the group uh, and their executive director, Sahar Aziz, you know, put this documentary together. You've got to know that. Oh, I, I didn't know anything about that. I mean, I resigned in July. I, I had no idea. I mean, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand was doing. I mean, I was involved in, in, in marketing, probably. <laughs> do they do they expect us to buy this? Well, because uh, you know, probably every every liberal uh, liberal every li here I go again. Oh, Dean, every liberal Democrat on that panel. In that in that hearing, it was probably just nodding their heads. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You didn't know anything about this. I mean, you, just because you were uh, a member of the organization, that doesn't mean that you knew anything about what the organization was doing. How dare those evil Republicans accuse you of of knowing what the organization's doing? Mm -mm. Andrew Bates, Deputy White House Press Secretary, issued a statement. Quote, President Biden is deeply proud to have nominated Adil Abdullah Manjai, an indisputably qualified and experienced attorney. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's what you said about the judge on the end, whose name we can't pronounce. 
That's what you said. You said she was qualified and experienced. Uh, you know, she she was an assistant, um, uh, you know, attorney general. She, uh, you know, for several years, you know, she sat on the highest trial court in Washington. She's extremely qualified, extremely experienced. That's what you said about her. Uh, you know, so we're not buying it here about Adil Abdullah Manjai. Uh, what else does Andrew Bates, Deputy White House Press Secretary, have to say? Uh, who has lived the American dream and is devoted to our Constitution and the rule of law? You've got to be kidding me. Who does this sound like, kids? He's Oh, this guy is also devoted to our Constitution and the rule of law in the same way that the judge on the end was devoted to our Constitution and the rule of law, even though she didn't know what Article 5 did, even though Article 2 wasn't coming to mind, which, by the way, in my... Uh, in in uh, in my show that day, I erroneously I need to correct an error. Yeah, I mean I'm I, I you know when I make mistakes, I'm willing to to call it out. I need to correct an error. I said that the First Amendment uh, of the Constitution instituted the legislative branch, and clearly we all know that is not what the First Amendment does. In my mind, I was thinking of the first article. So my apologies. Let's make that correction. Uh, you know, right now, we're not afraid to make corrections. And the day that I was talking about the judge on the end and her inability to know what Article 5 uh, does and what Article 2 does, I was so um, I was so beside myself in my defense. I was I was very much beside myself that day. And, you know, I, I'm trying to bring it down. I am. I, I, I'm doing my best. I am uh, Malcolm. I'm doing my best to to bring it down and to be to be calm. Uh, but you know, when Andrew Bates, Deputy White House Press Secretary, says, you know, Adil Abdullah Manjai is devoted to our Constitution and the rule of law. It, that's just what they said about about what's her name. And I'm sorry, I, I don't buy it. I'm not buying it. And there better not be a Republican senator uh, on this Judiciary Committee who buys it. <sighs> aren't you tired of being lied to? Uh, you know, aren't you tired of just, you know, watching the truth be trampled? You know, these press conferences, you know, whoever's conducting it, the, you know, the clown of the day gets up there and does these press conferences and it's just a litany of lie after lie after lie. It's it's all it is. It's it's just a bunch of lies. And it 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 trickles down to every facet. Uh, you know, we've got teachers lying to our kids. Lies, 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 lies. I mean, you know, we've got medical professionals lying to our kids. Lies, lies, lies. You know, these issues that you're dealing with, it's because you should be the other gender. So let's go. Let's let's make it happen. Here's some puberty blockers. Let's schedule a surgery. Um, you know, lie after lie after lie. And the left screams, Oh, you don't care about these kids. You don't care that they that they need this surgery. 
No, we do care about them. We, uh, we, 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 we care about them, and that's why we're fighting for them. Because if they don't have people like us fighting for them, it's over for them. They're ruined. They don't have a chance. If there are not people like those of you in this listening audience who are willing to fight for what is right, if there aren't people like you who are not willing uh, to, to, instead of hate, love those who are around you and behind you, then it's over. We do not have a we, we don't have a chance. Tina, are you saying we don't have a chance? I'm saying if 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 we respond in the way that they want us to respond, yeah, yeah, we're just rolling over. We're gonna we're, we're gonna just wave the white flag and we're gonna say roll on in. The country's yours. There's nothing we can do about it. I mean, we're sure that you know you're probably right. This guy, you know, like the other lady, he's probably devoted to our constitution and the rule of law. I mean, I'm sure he is. I mean, there's no way he's going to be like that judge who Biden uh, nominated and who was appointed to the federal bench uh, in Iowa, who 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 blocked that Iowa law, which banned sexually explicit material in, in elementary schools. I mean, he blocked it not because it was unconstitutional, but because, I mean, he thought it was puritanical. I mean, uh, I mean, what's wrong with that? He's he's absolutely right because he believes in the rule of law. Because the rule of law in the Constitution says you can't be a Puritan. I mean that that's where we are. That is where we are finding ourselves. Look around, look around, see what's going on. Uh, it, you know, we just again, I, I've said this over and over and over and over that we have to we have to talk our values. We have to be vocal. We have to be vocal about what we care about. We have to be vocal about the love that we have for our kids. And we can't be afraid to talk about it. Uh, you know, wherever you are, you've got friends in your circle, all of you. You know, you have this, this sphere of influence, as they call it. And there are people who look up to you and who are interested in what you think. They want to know what you think on the topic. And you can't hide from it. You can't uh, hide and cower and say, I don't really want to talk about it. You know, we shouldn't talk about politics or religion. Fine, fine. Don't talk about politics or religion, but talk about your values. Do you not have any values? Of course you do. I mean, we talked about Daniel Webster yesterday. We celebrated the birthday of Daniel Webster. And Webster was just, every time he spoke, he was telling people, look, we have got to defend the Constitution. If we don't do it, you know, what good are we? Okay, this baton has been passed to us by the first founding generation. We have to, we have to cross the finish line. We have to cross the baton to the next generation. We have to do it. You know, Reagan said, we're only a generation away from losing all of it. We're just one generation away. And it's up to us to pass the baton to the generation that's coming up behind us. And in order to do that, we have to defend them because that generation is under attack. That generation is under assault. That generation has, um, they have so much, you know, pointed at them, just wanting to take them out at the knees. And we have to defend them. Uh, I mean, there's this. I've only got a couple minutes left, just real quick. King Hezekiah. Okay. 
there's this um this this bible story that you know king has hezekiah is he's gonna die and isaiah the prophet comes to him and he says that's it it's over you're gonna die and isaiah the prophet leaves and the king turns his face to the wall and he cries and he cries and he weeps and even before isaiah gets out of the uh, out of the courtyard god speaks to him and he says i see i see hezekiah weeping go back and tell him he gets 15 years and so Isaiah goes back and he tells him, then, you know, he gets his 15 years. He's healthy, fit as a fiddle. He's got, you know, some, you know, people from Babylon. They want to come in and, and see all the, all the goods he's got. He shows them everything. And Isaiah comes back and he says, you know, what were the Babylonians doing here? And the king said, oh, I showed them everything I had. I got this, 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 and this. I'm showing it off. And Isaiah says, well, because you did that, your generation is going to perish. They're going to go off into slavery. And Hezekiah didn't turn his face to the wall and weep. He said, well, all right, I mean, that's fine. Well, whatever is whatever God thinks is good, as long as it doesn't happen to me. And that can't be us. That can't be this generation. We have to turn our face to the wall. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get, you know, Bible and, and preachy, but uh, we, we, we can't fall down th that rabbit hole. We've got to fight for this generation. All right, I know we're going to do it, and I know you're going to do it. You're going to join us. That's all the time we have for today, America, and our friends around the world. Uh, encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age. <laughs>